Psalms 52 and 53 give us the proper perspective on the fool. We're given some context as to what inspired David to write Psalm 52. David was hiding from Saul and found shelter in the tabernacle of God. And a man named Doeg, one of Saul's servants, saw him there and reported it to Saul. Now that Saul's discovered where David is, and the full force of the kingdom behind him, we can imagine Saul feeling pretty confident about his coming victory over David. But the psalm's first four verses open with the question, Why do you boast of evil, O mighty man? The steadfast love of God endures all day. Despite David being alone in the wilderness, and with Saul's servant spying out his every move, David still claims to have the upper hand. Why would you boast, Saul? I'm still winning. Whatever appearance and circumstances might imply, David has full faith that God is still dedicated to putting David on the throne as king of Israel. And verses 2 through 4 are David's condemnation of Saul. He loves evil more than good. He prefers lies over the truth. He speaks deceitful words to himself. All of this reminds us of why Saul was chasing after David. It wasn't because David deserved death or had wronged Saul in any way. Saul was only jealous of David and spread lies about him to make him his enemy. But Saul, despite all his wealth, power, and support with him, is going to be broken down forever. Verse 7 reads, See the man who would not make God his refuge, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and sought refuge in his own destruction. Saul knew that God was taking away kingship from him, and he knew that David was going to receive it. But rather than submit to God, he fought against it tooth and nail. Saul only took comfort from what he could see, while David took comfort in the word that had promised him the throne. Speaking of himself in verses 8 through 9, David says that I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I will thank you forever because you have done it. I will wait for your name for it is good in the presence of the godly. And sure enough, Saul and all his descendants were eventually put to the sword. Yet David was promised that his descendants would sit on the throne forever, something that's realized in Jesus the Christ. When we continue on to Psalm 53, it might strike you as a, being a bit familiar. If you go back to Psalm 14, they're nearly identical twins. The only difference is the change of God's given name Yahweh to the more general term Elohim, that is God, and some variation in verses 5 and 6. We should remember that the Psalms were written over a long period of time and then collected into their current shape later in Israel's history, sometime during or after the exile, possibly. From what I gather, Psalm 14, written early by David, had undergone some changes over the years, and whoever put the Psalms together decided that this fit really well with Psalm 52. The central idea of the Psalm is the same that we talked about with Psalm 14. Anyone who denies God or lives as if he were not is just a fool, just like Saul was when he tried to fight against the plans of God. Psalm 53 emphasizes the rejection that Saul faced when it says in verse 5, There they are, in great terror, where there is no terror. For God scatters the bones of him who encamps against you. You put them to shame, for God has rejected them. Saul certainly was terrified and paranoid of David, even though David had spared his life multiple times. And when Saul refused to honor God and obey him, he was rejected just as the psalm says. So taking these two psalms together, we're reminded of what happens when we reject God. Saul was God's chosen king for a time, but Saul denied God by his works and his lack of trust. And he is the model fool who was given everything by God, but ended up loving it more than God and was rejected by him. But David, 
He trusted God till the end and could say with confidence in Psalm 52, 9, I will thank you forever because you have done it. I will wait for your name for it is good in the presence of the godly.